Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterback's app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller. Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. Figured it all out, Jets fans. You're in great position. Just trade up for the number one pick. Hi, I'm Mac McNeigh, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Tony Rusa can still party like it's 1999. Let's hope he can still uh, coach baseball like it's 1999. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. What we are is young, exciting, hardworking, and going to improve. People don't realize that. And as soon as they realize that those three guys are not coming through that door, the better this town will be for all of us. I wish we had 90 million under the salary cap. Wish we could buy the world. We can't. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. With a crew under his head. to you welcome to the armchair quarterback radio show i'm mac mcgee sitting alongside justin waller and steven troch is with us today steven how the hell are you sir i'm doing much better than steelers fans i can tell you that much i hope both y'all are doing better than what my computer is doing we we were a couple minutes coming on late because rays were about to go on the damn thing rebooted so hopefully we we don't lose it this morning uh justin how the hell are you the man in the shadows i'm doing great (laughs) <laughs> I'm in. Hey, my isolation room only has lighting in one area. I can't go out and buy anything to fix it right now, so deal with it. You, you, you look like you might be an agent for the <coughs> government that's like, you know, you know, you know, spilling some secrets on CNN that you don't want to be known. <laughs> look like a Jets fan is what it looked like. <laughs> I'm doing great, Mac. Uh, just come to the realization last night that... Uh, Man, this Steelers-Browns game, Week 17, is going to be worth something. Because uh, Steelers plays Colts this week, and after last night, I, I, don't, I don't think it's anything to say that the Steelers are just going to trounce the Colts. It's going to be a tough matchup for them. And then <laughs> the Browns are playing the Jets, so you got to chuck, well, who knows? I mean, the way the Jets are playing uh, might not be as easy as I think, but uh, we could realistically have uh, Week 17 for uh, the AFC North, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, well, I I think it's we're gonna have it regardless, right? They're only one game behind them, and the Browns they host the Steelers in Week 17, correct? So correct. I don't know what the tiebreaker be. I'll have to pull that here in one second, fi- figure it out. I I, I I refreshed my memory on all the tiebreakers yesterday morning's uh, second hour because we were trying to figure out who would win. Man, they got goofy tiebreaker rules, but um, the Steelers in general. Man, they are, I think they're pressing. After that, that's one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of, of like my team going undefeated because you start pressing, and now that they've lost, and they lost his two games so close together, 
I think they were pressing so hard last night. They were trying to play a perfect game and blow this, blow the Bengals out. And anytime someone tries to blow someone out in the NFL, they usually lose. Because what ends up really happening is you, you, you put so much pressure on yourself, you, you don't make the big plays. And, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster did not do himself any good by getting out there and dancing on the logo before the game. Steven, what say you about last night's game? And I don't know what is up with the Steelers, but, I mean, there's – as an 11 and 2 team this late in the season there's no excuse to go into Cincinnati who's missing you know Joe Mixon they're on their third string quarterback and they just they they just didn't get beat it was Cincinnati was in control most of that game and like it wasn't even close I felt like that they had a great game plan offensively they uh kept the ball out of Finley's hand. I mean, he didn't even throw for 100 yards, right? So yeah. they they did a great job. I'm a little surprised to see the Steelers run defense get ran through by Giovanni Bernard of all characters. But the you know, something that's lost in this too, early in the game, Tyler Boyd was injured. So he didn't come yep. back and play. Oh, no, by the way, <laughs> Eric Ebron got hurt early on, and that sealed the deal for me beating the uh, Justin in the uh, semifinals. <laughs> I saw him go up from the pass and get licked, and then he was like, hold his back. I go, oh, man, I don't want it to be anything long-term, but stay down. You don't need to play anymore tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a mess in Pittsburgh because you went from a lot of people's Super Bowl darlings thinking that they could be the team that, that beats out the, the Chiefs, and they're going from that to possibly becoming a team that's going to play on the on the road in the first round. And Ben Roth. I mean, if you're one of the contenders, you're looking to scramble to see how can you match up to play the Steelers right now. I mean, it's they have no run game. There's no threat there. Um, ben was it could be Tennessee was off. Uh, do what? It could be Tennessee because I, I would take that rematch all day long. Because Tennessee is going to be the fourth. I don't think there's any way that Tennessee is not the number four seed. And I don't either. if the Steelers don't win their division, they would probably end up as a, as a five seed, to be honest with you, because you're talking about adding a couple more losses to Steelers them. or Colts will be the four. Uh, the AFC South is going to have that. What's that? Sorry, we were cutting out. Couldn't tell if it was me or you. I said, yeah, the AFC South is going to have the four spot, whether that's right. the Titans or the Colts. Uh, right. I, I don't see a and way so that the they're going to piggyback and jump if, ahead to three. If the Steelers don't win their division, they're probably going to end up as the five seed because they'll have one of the better records as as the top wild card. Top wild card is going to play the AFC South winner in all likelihood. Right. I can't imagine that Brown's going to lose to the Jets and then turn around. You know, it's just no. Um, hey, at least when the Titans lost to the Bengals, they had Joe Burrows. I mean, he, at least it wasn't as embarrassing as last night. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Whew. It's funny that the Bengals have three wins and two of them are against the Titans and Steelers. I don't even remember yeah. what their third win is, but you're like, man, that almost sounds like a good resume to you look at the rest of the season. You're like, what the hell happened in between the Titans game and the Steelers game? It was a bunch of garbage. And who, who I, I don't have in front of you whoever the Bengals are playing this week. They're going to boat racing because those guys went out and partied last night. They're going to be on a short week, and the Bengals are just going to get there and just get trounced. Uh, let's take a really quick break. When we come back, it's fantasy football talk. We'll be back in about 90 seconds here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. 
Keep it locked in here on CBS Sports Radio. At Jewelers Mutual, we're a little obsessed with jewelry. Obsessed like auctioneers with talking fast. Pop stars with auto-tune. And dentists with asking questions after they've put their hands in your mouth. Great. Yes, we've made jewelry our obsession for over 100 years. We love it so much, we named our kids Ruby, Amber, and Opal. At Jewelers Mutual, we insure jewelry and only jewelry. Which is why people who are also obsessed with jewelry trust us with theirs. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. You get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing full-stop-making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmers Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I got two shot glasses and a bottle of tequila with nothing but time on my head. I got my boots on. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. CBS Sports Radio. And, uh, well, we it's time for fantasy football. It's the last uh, wait, true waiver wire of the year. I, I guess some people will be involved in it next week if you're in one of those Week 17 leagues. But for all intents and purposes, this is the last one. So if you've got fab budget still to blow, this is the time to blow it. And, uh, well, you know what? One last time, let's go ahead and play this. Hello, my friends. The time is here. It's the very best of all times of the year. It's the reason I'm cheesing and feeling so fine. It's fantasy football time. Okay, waiver wire fantasy football time. Fantasy football time. And everyone's getting uh, in line to pick up Carson Wentz as he's going to be a key factor in week 16 in your fantasy football leagues. Um, let's go. Okay. First of all, let's go ahead and dive into the fact that the CEH injury, that is going to be huge. He is, it's official. He's going to be out for this week. He'll be out for the rest of the regular season, high ankle sprain. So for chiefs fans out there, there is a very good possibility. He will be ready to roll for what would be the second round of the playoffs as the chiefs will end up with the uh, they're they're definitely going to get the the first round by, especially after that loss last night. So you've got that going on, and then also, what is going on with Ezekiel Elliott's calf strain? Will he play? Do you make a mad dash to try to pick up Tony Pollard if you're in the championship? So Stephen, I'll start with you. What are you hearing about those two issues? Um. I mean, not much at this point. I mean, it's 
with Clyde, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I mean, he's, he's going to definitely going to be out. It's, it's going to be a Le'Veon Bell. Do, do we have a, a update on, on Le'Veon Bell or is he considered one of those day-to-day things? Um, I mean, I, like I'm thinking it's day-to-day. Like I haven't seen anything too significant with him. So if you're out there on the waiver wire, are you picking him up? Or are you picking up Williams? I'm going to get Tony Pollard, if I'm being honest. No, I'm talking about of the Tony Pollard. Oh, Darrell Williams Tony Pollard and doesn't Bell. play for the Le'Ve- Chiefs. Le'Veon Bell, hands down, between the two of them. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing, the only reason why I might lean towards Williams is that he will be the guy they'll put. Now Williams is going to be the bell cow, and. Uh, sorry, Bell's the bell cow, and Williams will be the guy that they're going to be hitting on third downs, right? Because he's very good at catching out of the backfield. So I wonder what how how that's going to play out. Uh, Justin, what would be your gut instinct? Justin, you've muted yourself. Also muted the question too, there, buddy. Hit me with it one more time. What What would be your best? guess on who is going to be out there for the chiefs is it going to be daryl williams or is it going to be Le'Veon bell well i mean until he gets clarified out you got to hope it's going to be bell and you got to put your eggs in that basket um i don't i don't you probably already have him stashed if you're ch owner i mean or have picked him up at some point so i wouldn't plan and make a dash for williams i would start looking elsewhere if that's where I'm going to go. I don't, I don't know that if you had CEH and you're putting him at this point in your lineup, I mean, we, I think most people probably would have sat him. He hasn't been performing. So I don't know how big of a blow you're in, in a championship losing CEH. Um, I mean, you probably didn't make it to, let's be honest. If you that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get at. You probably weren't there if that was your running back. So I don't know really how big of a jam you're in this week. Uh, well, you could CH have some fan. injuries and you could have some I other things it. going on. Of course, now, you, he, Ezekiel could be a problem. Um, but again, same boat there. Uh, I'm not in any championships or leagues that I had Zeke as my running back. How about you, Mac? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in a championship. I'm trying to remember if he's even on the roster. Let me see. Cause I might've, <laughs> Uh, they're very well. I know. I know. I didn't start them. If I have them in, in, uh, I think there's a couple that I'm in that I had him. He's just sitting there as a backup at this point. I was referencing our blockbuster trade, the old Michael. Oh, Thomas that one. No, that one fell apart. <laughs> no. That that one helped me out as much as it as it helped you out getting Michael Thomas. <laughs> Jeez, that's got to be what I mean. That that is worse. I would have rather had Michael Thomas and known he wasn't going to play every week than to have Zeke Elliott come in and get me seven points. So well, when he could play, he punched a teammate and got suspended. So uh, I mean, he just didn't want to perform on my roster. Yeah, he said, "Nah, man, <laughs> I ain't playing for me. you, dude. <laughs> you can't trade me. I'm trading you. No, no. See, I, uh, I'm I'm going to be like an NBA." player player and i'm going to demand what you know what's going to go on around here i don't work for you you work for me okay so i haven't seen an update on zeke elliott and i guess where i'm getting at is do you go out there and do you make the mad dash for for uh pollard 
or are there more enticing things out there? So we'll, we'll go ahead and start with that. Let's go ahead and hit our six pack to go. I was trying to go somewhere else with this, but I think I, I failed miserably at trying to get, get this out. So uh, let's go ahead and hit the six pack to go because with the fantasy football, th you know, this is the very last week and I just don't know how much I can rely on a guy who may start is, is, is the guy I'm going to target. Hey, Mr. Bartender. So, Stephen, we'll go ahead and start with you. Where are you going on your first pick of a six-pack six to, six to go? First one I'm going, this is more just a combination of a opportunity and availability. Uh, uh, Salvin Ahmed is still available in 34% of leagues. I mean, he came out and the Dolphins as a whole just dominated the Patriots on Sunday, but I mean, he carried 22 times, 123 yards and a score. It just looks like every single time he touches the ball before he can even make his first, like he makes his first step and he's already four yards, like uh, deep into the defense. I mean, it just, he looks the part. Like we have, we may have Miles Gaskin return this week, so it's a little bit of a hit. But you know, like there's Tony Pollard out there. We still have to wait for Zeke. Uh, hopefully, well, I don't know how much information we'll get, but hopefully, we'll get some information this afternoon when they go yeah. back to practice. It's always real, real murky and real sketchy in a situation like this. You go Tuesday, so Wednesday. So, I guess my best advice would be if you have Zeke. Definitely go after Pollard. That way, you, oh, yeah, yeah. If you have Zeke, empty the bank for Pollard. Right. If you do not have Zeke, and you're looking for a, a stopgap because maybe you had Ceh and you're trying to 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 fill the hole, I Pollard is not a bad pick, but you got to have to have a secondary option that cannot be the also either a you have something already on your roster or b you're going somewhere else. And I like the Ahmed pick. I think he's by far the number one running back free agent this week. So you got to go with with that route. Uh, running back, see, he is owned in only 29% of most leagues combined is, uh, how, is how they have that set up. So, um, Justin, where are you going on your first pick? So he's going Ahmed. Are you going Pollard or are you going elsewhere? I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going wide receiver. I'm going for a home run play. Um, if you need it, Alan Lazard of the Packers. Uh, just had his third bet coming off his third highest receiving total, and he's got a dream matchup against the Titans. Um, I think you could get big production there, and we've seen that the Titans have allowed fantasy production all season long. Okay, my first one that I'm going to go with, I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, I would take a risk on Jalen Hurts. He's going to play against the Dallas Cowboys. If you're struggling with quarterback, if you've got guys like, uh, well, he had a decent game last week, but as uh, Stephen has famously uh, cursed the name of Matt Ryan, if you've got Matt Ryan on your team or you have someone else that you're not 100%, either A, you don't like their matchup, or B, they just haven't been performing, Jalen Hurts is going to have the ball in his hand. So he's going to have an opportunity to score. He outscored guys like Lamar Jackson, who had a good week last week. So my first guy is going to be Jalen Hurts. Steven, who is your next guy? You know, Jalen I mean, Hurts for me is not even just like, you know, if he's there, get him. It's a 
He's a, he's a top 10 play at this point. I mean, he he has the rushing upside. He looked great throwing the ball. Um, second option, I'm going to go wide receiver. Some guy, this is a guy actually uh, pumped up big time in the first few weeks of the season. I'm going to go Russell Gage. Uh, he's got three games in a row with either three games in a row with a touchdown, five for sixty-eight on Sunday. If like Julio misses again, he's gonna have a big role in that offense. And Justin, where are you going? Well, Gage was gonna be I second that one, um, so I will swap it up and I'll go uh, <laughs> take a page out of your book, Kiki Kuti. Out of after last week's. Uh, debacle there um i still like his matchup against the uh the Bengals this week so that's who the Bengals are playing okay yeah yeah the uh I, I think the whatever the line is take the texans because i mean he's got a touchdown in back-to-back weeks he also i guess you would say he dropped one too <laughs> the, the Bengals won't stop uh partying till somewhere around thursday morning so I, I would i'd be all over the uh the texans uh my last one if you're looking for a tight end, Jordan Reed. He snuck into the end zone last week. I think he has an excellent chance to do the exact same thing this week in a matchup against Arizona where you're going to probably see a high-scoring game, and you'll only be able to see it on your prime. You will not be able to see it on regular outlets, so hopefully you have Amazon Prime. If not, I'm sure there's got to be a way to sign up for seven-day free or something like that. Um the other one that I would throw at you is uh, Rashad Higgins. He's uh, becoming one of the mainstays as far as moving the chains for the for the uh, for the Browns, and they're playing the Jets this week. I feel like Rashad Higgins could this could be a a, a, a good matchup and a big game for him. The Browns seem more focused than other teams, and I don't see them laying an egg against the Jets. Just like we talked about with Cincinnati, I guarantee you the Jets are still partying, man. They're like, we won a game. We've got nothing else to prove, man. We are done. Let's go ahead and just, you know, book it. Uh, Steven, I know you got to run before you go. Um, in the world of fantasy football, this is Christmas week. What is the one gift you hope is under your tree for fantasy football week 16? Are you, are, are you in a championship or are you in a battle for third place? It might be a money league or DFS or what? I've got a couple of third place matchups this week. Uh, season long fantasy didn't really go my way this year, but um, so I mean, like one thing I'm going to hope for is I can uh, end the year on a bang and uh, win some money in DFS on Sunday. I do like, I meant to bring it up Sunday, but I do like the fact that DraftKings has finally added the snake draft. So those yeah. of y'all that might want to do DFS, but you're like, man, I hate trying to build a lineup with the, with the, with the salary cap. The snake draft is the same thing that FanDuel had that they just called draft. And you go in, Justin, I don't know if you've seen this, but you go in with your $1, $5, however much you want to put it on DraftKings, and you find a draft... You sit in a waiting room for a very short period of time. Well, I'll say two or three minutes. And whether you're going up against the one of the most common ones is, is a three man draft, but you can go six man. There's 12 man and you literally draft players for that Sunday or that week 
right then and right there. And I I played a couple of them. I had some pretty good success this uh, past week. I I enjoy those a lot. I I will do a you know one or two of these uh, you know these these builds with, with the salary, but I, I really like the the uh, the draft snake concept because you're no longer having to go up against against Johnny in his mom's basement who has spent all week with 17 computers figuring out the algorithm to be able to beat you in in a 25,000 person tournament. You're it's, it's just mono e mono. I think this guy's going to do better and away we go. So I'm I'm surprised it took them this long to do. It. I actually did one uh, last night, Stephen, of just one game. You go in against three people for one game and I won because I had Giovanni Bernard and uh, nice. Benny Snell, and, and they originally went after the receivers. The first two receivers off the board were Deontay Johnson and uh, not Claypool, the other one, uh, Juju. Yeah. And so I said, well, screw it. I'm going to grab the two running backs, and it worked out really well because after it came back down, I ended with Tyler Boyd, but I didn't even need Tyler Boyd when he got hurt. Yeah. What is your walk-off uh, for the week, sir? Well, like I said, I'm not, not I'm not in any championships, so anybody that is, good luck. And for those who did not, we have fantasy basketball starting tonight. So, amen to that. I'm looking forward to that. All right, brother, we will see you on Sunday for the last uh, Stardom Sidem DFS Pick'em Show. Have a great Christmas. Sounds good. You too. We'll be back in a flash. Team of Wooten is with us. We're you're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks CBS Sports Radio. That's a joke, boy. You missed it. Went right past you. You got to keep, I say you got to keep on your toes. You've either got or you haven't got style. You haven't got style. If you've got it, you stand out a mile. You stand out a mile. Sports Talk Radio. You either got or you haven't got style. Tune in weekdays here on the Armchair Quarterbacks, CBS Sports Radio. Hey sports fans, football season is here and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag has more odds and props than anyone else in the industry. Using MyBookie is simple. Just pick your team, select your odds, and collect your cash. MyBookie.ag has proven to be the most exciting online experience for all sports fans. With the fastest payouts in the industry, there's no other choice than MyBookie.ag. Get in on the action today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code SKIN to activate the offer. That's promo code SKIN. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. A proud sponsor of the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's time for you to put your own skin in the game. So why is this uptick in crime happening? Well, let's think about it. Get ready for Wake Up Nation, a weekly podcast devoted to bringing you news and issues that surround our world. We'll talk about the political issues in sports, the games being played by sports media, as well as the national news media. And we'll dive into the stories you can't find anywhere. You'll only find it on the Twitter and Facebook page, Wake Up Nation. Find it on Facebook and Twitter today. That's Wake Up Nation, trying to make a little sense and a lot of fun of this crazy world we live in. 
Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Chris Davis is going to drop back into the end zone in single safety. But I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. Armchair. T-Bone! No, no T-Bone. No T-Bone? Hey, there's no T-Bone! No, there's no T-Bone! Why no T-Bone? Why no T-Bone? My life is just a no routine. Every day the same damn thing. Hell, I can't even tell if I'm alive. I tell you. I Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. I thought you'd like that one, Timus. Uh, do I do? As we bring uh, Mr. Timus Wooten in, he's got the Christmas tree behind him lit. I like it. I think you've outdone me with this little thing. Can y'all even tell? <laughs> can y'all even tell that these are uh, bulbs that are lit, or do they not look lit? No, That's... I don't want to tell you what those look like. But you just need kids, man. My kids did this, so I, yeah. I'm just going to take credit for it. No, we've got a kick-ass tree. I just can't move my studio in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come down and help me for, you know, oh, it takes about a half hour, I swear, you know, to move this entire yeah. operation into the living room. <laughs> I think I'll just wait till June like your last project. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, mid-July around uh, three o'clock in the afternoon in Florida. That's a good time to get there. Right after it rains. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get there rooting and pulling and tugging on everything. Uh, how are you this morning, sir? I'm doing well, man. Uh, Pip's letting me walk around a little bit this morning, so I'm going to take advantage of it and maybe shimmy around the house a little bit. I knew there would always be a time that would come to in our lives where I'd have to listen to you about your hip surgery. <laughs> I didn't think it would be so damn early. but yeah, just... Neither did I, my friend, but, uh, you know, yeah. ice, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> uh Justin, I don't think you've talked to Timus in a hot minute. Have you? No, no, no I haven't. Uh, briefly, uh, I guess in passing last week, man. Great to have you back. Uh, Merry Christmas. And, Merry uh, Christmas to you, brother. It's good to see you. Good to see you as well. Uh, sorry about the uh, witness protection I'm in over here, but uh, apparently <laughs> I have bad lighting in my, uh, my little quarantine spot, so apologies. <laughs> see, you can't tell that that's lighting up. <laughs> It looks like you're hunkered down for a hurricane, man. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a, that's magic right there, man. That's just yeah. you, you probably can't tell you. This one my wife is most upset about. So she went out and found this for me. I don't forget. I was probably on sale somewhere, but that is actual Florida State logo up there. But we would have thought it would have lit up where you could see it, and it's the one thing that doesn't light up. It's just it's just a, a see through plastic. If you stick your eyeball on the top of that sucker, you can see light. But I was like, okay. See, that's what I was talking about. It makes sense now. There's a Florida State star on top because the tree looks like a giant pile of duty. That's why I was didn't want to say before. But now Florida State's on it's top garnet, of it. garnet, baby. Makes- it's garnet. 
Is oh, okay. Well, that's what that's what you're calling it. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a macho and macabre as yeah. as, as they say. The I, greatest, I the greatest of all the college football uniforms to be voted upon. Michigan came in second. I can't imagine Florida came in anywhere around in the top 100 with their, you know, looks like vomit. Uh, <laughs> let's put orange and blue together. That's an attractive color. Because there's nothing but success. When you put orange and blue together, you think of like the Mets and, you know, Auburn. And <laughs> just, yeah. The Lady Vols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Florida game. Sorry, I had to get in there some way, man. I mean, I mean hey, congratulations. <laughs> Army uh, gets a bowl game this week. My boy stepped yeah. aside, and uh, we, we, we did the right thing for our uh, service. Yeah. Uh, Take them one for college football playoff committee. Uh, but my volunteers stood up and did the right thing. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, there was a tweet out yesterday before this all went down that Tennessee was getting, you know, all COVID-y and whatnot, and they're backing out. And so – there, but someone made a very good point. So Army's nine and two for people who haven't caught this. Army's won nine games, lost two, and their bowl game that they were contractually obligated to go to is not being played because it's in the state of California, which is you know basically a draconian state at this point, and they're they're not letting anything happen. So what? The, so the, the complaint is okay. A nine and two army team did not have an invitation to a bowl as of yesterday around noon, but a three and eight Mississippi State team is going to a bowl. And oh, by the way, they're going to something called the Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> so it's like, what the hell are we doing here, man? <clears throat> you know, they give all this lip service about you know, you know, let's go ahead and you know thank our troops and support our troops, but you're screwing them and you're putting a three and eight terrible Mississippi State team. If they even have three wins, they only have two. A terrible Mississippi State team, and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Ugh. Anyways, moving on. Speaking of bowls, uh, were you all able to fi fill out your uh, bowls of confidence? Yeah. Um. And, okay, I want to put a disclaimer in right off the bat. Sure. I haven't seen any of these teams play all year, so I was just like – Well, I already knew who moved up to the top for you, and it's not Florida. The Hawaii Rainbows are in the – Oh, yeah, I picked Hawaii. <laughs> you know, you gotta, <laughs> I definitely picked Hawaii. I giggled the whole time I was picking it, by the way. I, fi but, yeah, I, I figured that was like, you know, your number 36 or, or what, are 28, 27, you, you, you rank your points. I figured that was your number one. I figured yeah. you're like, they're going to win, baby. Yeah. Uh, Three touchdown underdog. Let's go. Let's take them. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the I, – I didn't see any college football until the very, very, very end. So, a lot of these are just random, sure, picks. But I So, it's like a normal one. year. <laughs> yeah, I was fixing to say, it wouldn't make a difference if I saw every game, but I kind of have an excuse this year, so I'm going to use it. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I, will, I will share this on the, on the Facebook page so anyone that wants to play along uh, can. But what this is, is it's uh, generated through Capital One on uh, ESPN, and they've been doing this for a while, but... Basically, you pick every single winner of the bowl season, but you it's its the game that you feel like that you have the most confidence in. You put it like the 28-point 
range, right? And if it's a game, you're like, I don't know who the hell is going to win that. You put them down at the one-point range. We know there was a bowl game yesterday. No one's getting credit for that. I made sure that I started this after that, that game kicked off so no one could go grab credit because uh, I was dropping on the, everyone. I, I didn't realize it was jumping on us this quick. I'd kind of forgotten about the with, – with all the stuff with the pandemic, I forgot about this Capital One thing that we normally do. So that's going in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, share that onto the Facebook page so anyone that wants to join can join. But I'm curious about some of these because obviously we're not going to bore people to tears with our 1 through 28. But I'm curious about where some of y'all put, A, who you took to win, and B, how confident are you? So, so I'll start off with the obvious one. Hawaii versus – no. Uh, <laughs> Florida and Oklahoma, which I think is going to be a phenomenal game. And Florida is a pretty big favorite in this if, because when you go on there, you can see that 70% of the of the crowd vote, voted for this team or that team. So I know that they had a pretty good uh, – I want to say Florida was up like 65%-ish, 65 to 35 kind of thing, where most people think Florida is going to win this game. Timus, I'm sure you took the Gators, but confidence pick-wise, did you put it at the very top or did you put it at the very bottom, somewhere in between? I, I was – I'm like 55%. Like, I really feel the Gators will win, but with our defense, there is no guarantees, man. So, and Oklahoma's nothing to sneeze at. You know, they're a decent football team as well. And, um, like I said, I haven't been able to watch Oklahoma all season, so I don't know if their quarterback could go out there and just go nuts or if their defense is any good, you know. Um, But I picked Florida – but about 55%. Okay, but no, but wh- where'd you get them on the points? Are you talking about 55%? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I think I did it wrong. Um, <laughs> by how many points? Or do I think you had to because you, you're, not, you, you're, you're not projecting an election. <laughs> I think I think they're going to get 60, 55% of the vote. You're picking on whether or not they're going to win. Yes, I picked Florida to win. What's the next step? Okay, did you not fill it out or did you fill it out? I did. See, right here. Okay, so if you you look off to the side, you'll see points. Do you see points off to the side of this? I've got it on my desktop, but Justin, do you have it up on your phone? Yeah, like mine's got 18. Uh, I've got Florida to win, and it's my 18-point game. Okay, so basically, if you could explain to him how to do it via phone, because I'm I'm looking at the desktop. It, well, as you're lo- rolling down through there from your start game, they start at 1 point, 2 point, 3 point, and work their way all the way up. You'll see it on the right-hand side where it says uh, – you put your little check mark in the box and it's got your points and it'll say move and you can you can slide those to where because right now if you just leave it as default it's got your uh national championship game that we don't even know who is in it yet as your 29 point game your very last one right before you submit your picks so you i mean you can do what you would like with that but you might want to move that somewhere i don't know if that's your most your number one confident game or not for me uh well, right now it is. It hasn't been moved. Does that make sense, Demas? I think so. I'm because uh, that's I'm essentially the same thing I, I, I'm looking at too. I didn't know if the app would be different. Yeah, that's how I see it on the phone. Um, okay. Yeah. So, like for me, if I'm doing this on, on the desktop, so it must be exactly the same. 
for our, for instance, where, where do I have that Florida game? I, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence on who was going to win it. So I've got them at eight points. And if I wanted to move them down or up, I would just hit the move button and then click of how far down I, I want them to go. So in other words, eight points means I've got a little faith in it. My, my least, uh, I'll, I'll put this one out here. My least positive one where I have very little confidence. That's why it's called the confidence challenge because it's how much confidence you have in what team, not only who's going to win, but how much confidence you have that team's going to win. So I've got the San Jose State Ball State game as my least confident one. It starts at two points because no one's getting credit for the one-point game that was played yesterday afternoon. So what that means, Timus, is that if San Jose State wins, I get two points. But if Ball State wins, I get zero points which would not hurt me as much as if I had San Jose State like all the way back, like at number 20. Go, San Jose State's going to win that game, and they lost. And I'm like, oh, crap. Now I've lost a chance out on 20 points. So that's kind of where I'm at. So in other words, you realistically want to put the games you feel like. If you think Alabama's definitely going to beat the crap out of uh, Notre Dame, that would be your your 29-point game. If you're sitting there going, and I don't know. I haven't watched Marshall and Buffalo this year. That might want to be your two point game, right? So, okay. But you can also, yeah. there's a cheat to this to a degree. If you haven't watched a lot of college football, is if you look at who everyone else is voting on, you can kind of see where, like, for instance, um, I'm not as confident about this one, but to give you an example, Coastal Carolina is a 90% vote right now. 90% of the people are voting for Coastal Carolina. 10% are voting for Liberty. The, a lot of people probably have that game high up. They probably have it like 25 points because, like, man, so many people think Coastal Carolina is going to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and put them up high, right? There's another one's like 97%. Which one is it? Oh, the uh, uh, Louisiana versus uh, UT San Antonio. So you're like, they're going to win. You want it up fairly high, right? But you I don't see. want to. But the ones that are like a true flip of the coin, um, I'm trying to find a good example of that. Okay, Oklahoma State and Miami, fifty six percent have voted for Miami, forty four voted for Oklahoma State. You probably don't want that up very high because there's no telling who's going to win that game. And then there's just right. other games that I feel it like could be upsets, and I, I've got them way way low. Uh, I did. Yeah, there's ways to play it, and one was just straight, and so I played it straight, just picked. And then um, that's all it brought up. It didn't. I didn't see any of the confidence stuff. So straighter confidence. So I picked the straight on my phone. Gotcha. And just started picking teams. I you, thought we were just. You thought this was a dating app. You didn't like. I'm definitely going straight. I don't know what this yeah. confidence is. I, I I've been gone for ten months. Like this might be yeah. something different that I'm not. And into. contrary to popular belief, I would pick straight just so everybody knows. I'm just, just saying. You know. Just so you know, confidence dating. You go in with a blindfold, and. Uh, <laughs> Someone who is identifying. <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> Which, did you miss a 2020 teams? <laughs> There's a lot we got to fill you in on, bud. Um, he had that'll not, be next week. <laughs> speaking of that, I think I'm going to start a, a segment where we bring up something that we think he might have missed. We'll probably start that on Thursday. But last week when he was on, Justin, he had no idea of the whole Blake Snell situation. No idea. Risking his life? Yes, had not heard us? it. 
So I ended up playing the clip for him, and you should have seen the look on his face, you know, hearing it for the first time. What in the hell am I listening to? You know? I'm risking my life, bro. He's like, I'm, and I got the. Uh, I, and then if I get the Rona, first. if I get the Rona, yeah, <laughs> then what? Man, public school failed you, man, in so many ways. Oh man! And this is—I guess man. you weren't an Akeem Talib fan uh, this weekend either, Thomas, huh? <laughs> this is a man who, who who was injured serving our country, and he's listening to some dope who's making ten million dollars a year. Talking, I'm risking my life. <laughs> Are you now? <laughs> because why? The funniest part about that is, as he's doing this, that that you don't see when you hear the the video. He's doing this. The reason why it got recorded was because he's got a Twitch follow. You probably don't know what Twitch is, but it's for people playing video games. People will watch them play video games. So this guy's making money off of nerds watching him play video games, and he's talking about, I'm risking my life, man. I got a rough road over here. He's probably making more money a year off of people watching him play video games during the pandemic than most households will bring in. Yeah, I'm telling you, at my rank, I'm sure he did. <laughs> but, you know, the good news is the government's got your back. They're giving us all 600 bucks for six, six, seven, eight months of not working. All Get my right. helicopter all out right. of the shop, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. $600. All right. I'm going to send uh, Snell this shirt. It says, Operation Inherit Resolve. It happened. <laughs> that, I was put Snell's face right there. Yeah. That way he could feel good about his risking his life for us while he's standing on a major league mound. Right. <laughs> it's and on a bucket of cash that, you know, Oh yeah. 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 To block the ball if it comes toward him or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you should have seen the room he was sitting in talking about how he's risking his life and things are tougher. I got to get mine. He's like sitting on a throne. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like if this was six, 700 years ago, the, the, the peasants would have would have, would have stormed the castle and chopped his head off and marched it through the street like Frankenstein. Like, yeah, taking all of his oxen away. Right. A uh, couple other games. So now at least you get the the gist of what's going on. Uh, Justin, what what was your confidence on that Florida Oklahoma game? Uh, I believe it was eighteen. Okay. I'm you got Florida winning. Them. I do. I'm I'm still I I'm gonna make my decision. I'm not gonna go around and move around move them around once it all starts. I'm just gonna leave it as it is. But I'm still on the fence on that one because I'm not sure how many Gators are gonna play, and that concerns me. But then at the same token, Oklahoma had a kid that uh, j jumped in the transfer portal. Their uh, backup uh, tailback, so he's the number two. He jumped in the transfer portal right after their uh, Big Twelve championship game. Like, why wouldn't you wait until after the freaking bowl game? What the hell are you doing? You are hey, going to get some swag. I've heard two stories. Uh, one day I heard Pitts wasn't going to play because he uh, is going into the draft. And then the next day I heard uh, Pitts is going to play in the Cotton Bowl. Have we haven't got it confirmed. So okay. Tony believes he probably won't play. Of course, Tony follows the Gators as much as anybody sure. does. But it hasn't been confirmed. So I'm going to try to have to believe Tony. Now, look, speaking of Tony, they've got a lot of talent on that Gator team, including 
Tony, who was torching the Alabama secondary left and right. So they do got a lot of talent that they're going to be able to move the ball with. I don't think they're going to be crippled. And Trask is definitely going to play. If Trask wasn't going to play, then I'd be like, oh, give me Oklahoma. There's no way, right? Because I don't I, – I, oh, what is the backup quarterback name there for Florida? Anyway, he's terrible. Uh, he's. I don't think it matters. Um, he's not good. Can so. be Jared Garantano. He entered the transfer portal uh, this weekend. So there you go. No, I'm referring to the kid that looked promising in a spring game, two spring games ago. Obviously, not this past year because the pandemic. He looked promising. You were wondering why he wasn't starting over Trask. And now every time he's in the game, he'll come in for like almost like a Wildcat kind of thing that you're like, oh. yeah, the Reds. Oh, that's why. Because you're not very good. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> he panics. He panics quickly. Right. Like he, nobody touch me. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, he plays he's, quarterback. I do. Yeah, he feels he, that he's uh, he well, he's not good. And no, uh, I don't know how he's going to make a huge leap. So I'd say Florida's going to try to either go after a younger kid. Um. Tony could probably answer that question a hell of a lot better, but right now the backup is Emory Jones. That's his name, Emory Jones. I wonder if next year if it might be Anthony Richardson, which is the one I keep hearing about. He's a freshman. I don't think he played this year. But um, Emory Jones is a redshirt sophomore, but I think that dude might need to find a different uh, position. Junior college? Just a different position, either either maybe as a receiver or, or a – or running back because he's got speed, but he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing when he's got the ball in his hand to actually throw it right. And yeah. so he's kind of like the, the he's uh, kind of like the Ohio State quarterback that everyone wants to give the Heisman to. You know, doesn't he just kind of points the ball and goes get you get it. No, put it. Yeah, no, that didn't work for three quarters to health. That we're just going to run over Northwestern and get to the playoffs because our our offensive linemen outweigh Northwestern's defensive linemen by by seventy two pounds per player. So you know, let's just go ahead and roll. <laughs> um, the other one, Miami, Oklahoma State, Justin. Where are you at on the confidence pick on that one? Wow, right there with it. Uh, Seventeen, middle of the pack. See, I'm, I'm taking I'm, Oklahoma State, but uh, I'm. That's a coin flip for me. Yeah, I still don't know. I, I'm going to make my final decision by like around noon because there are a couple of games on today. But I've got that way low down on, on my confidence. See, another interesting one is Texas A&M versus uh, North Carolina, which could be a shootout. You got the Aggies rolling in that one? I do. I got that as my 28-point game. Now that will probably change a little bit, but as of right now, I feel most confident. That, that's one I'm, I'm pretty confident. See, now this is another going. route that you can go on on certain things. This is what I did. If this makes sense, I've got North Carolina upsetting them because I had to pick some upsets, but I don't have them high up on my. I've got them at six points. So if it doesn't happen, it doesn't kill my entire thing, right? Um, I'm a little surprised that most people are 78 percent over the the Hawaii Rainbows. Hawaii Rainbows are four and four. Houston's three and four. Houston has not been good this year, by the way, Timus. And I get it the Hawaii is not some powerhouse, but to have seventy eight percent confidence, that means that someone's jacking them up in, into like their twenties. I wouldn't have a clue who's gonna win that game. But I wouldn't I wouldn't rule out Hawaii. 
I mean, what, Houston Cougars have all of a sudden become some powerhouse that, you know, you can't be stopped. I mean, okay, you say so. I don't know the lore of the Rainbow Warriors. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourself, boys. <laughs> They're going to have a pig skirt on the sideline the whole time. It's going to be great, man. <laughs> and, I, and I think because of PC this year, they started calling themselves just the Rainbows, which makes oh, it even right. more endearing, right? <laughs> Because I never wow. hear them call Rainbow Warriors. I always hear them call Rainbows nowadays. So I think it had something to do with like the Rainbow Warriors with some kind of tribe over in, in Hawaii. And they didn't want to offend them. I'm like, how many wars did Hawaii Rainbow Warriors get into? I mean, you, you know how far you got to swim to get in a fight with a Hawaii Rainbow Warrior back in the day? If you called my school the Rainbows, I'd be more offended, I think. But, you know. Right, but I'm just, I'm just saying how vicious could they be? Because, you know, it, this is not a warrior. This is not like a Native American warrior in the, on, on the U.S. plains that had to fight, you know, uh, Custer or the U.S. Army or whatever. These are guys sitting on an island somewhere drinking coconuts, drinking out of coconuts. And if you did get far enough to Hawaii to fight them, you're out of breath because you had to swim like 3,000 miles. <laughs> That's it. I'm pissed. When I get there, yeah, you're going to be exhausted when you get here. <laughs> that's that's how that's how that whole. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's how that whole uh, tradition began. Was that when 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 these warriors would swim up onto the beach and walk up onto the sand, they'd be so exhausted. Instead of fighting, they would just put the lay over over the. Oh, look at you! <laughs> you made it! <laughs> Congratulations! Now you're one of us. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> there was like seventeen hundred people behind me. Yeah, dude, like like ninety percent of them are uh, have drowned. So you're one of us now. Yeah, here you go. Uh, okay. Anyways, um, Justin, I know you got to run, sir. What is your walk off? Oh, man. Everybody have a great day today. Tomorrow, uh, hey, Christmas is getting here and upon us. Uh, last show for the week. So, uh, great day, everybody. Opening an NBA. Um, and then uh, we got a full slate tomorrow. Okay. So, we will see you manana, sir. See you guys. Well, buddy. Merry Christmas see, to you. Same to you, man. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks when we come back. We're going to talk a little Miami Dolphins and get into the free agency of Major League Baseball. And there's some little tidbits that I dug up last night for the Boston Red Sox. I want to see if uh, Timus has heard about him and if he's got an opinion on Well, I know he's going to have an opinion on it. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Armchair Quarterbacks Radio covers the whole SEC the whole season long. Down. Here's Tua stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown, Alabama! Devontae Smith, touchdown, Alabama! And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Again, it's going to be Propel, Wing, and the kicker, Drew Alamo. SU remains undefeated. Pass 
Thomas is away. Penalty flag down. Lamar Thomas has got it. Lamar Thomas is on his way down the sidelines. George Teague is after him and runs him down. Takes the ball. Takes the ball away from him. Teague's got the ball. Well, congratulations to the LSU Tigers, the 2008 BCS National Champion. Armchair. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I go to mybookie.ag. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Look, I wouldn't be telling you to bet mybookie.ag if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with mybookie.ag. Promo code SKIN, that's S-K-I-N. When you use that promo code, mybookie will match 100% of your deposit up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SKIN. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Now on Sunday mornings at a new time, we're going 11 a.m. Eastern to noon Eastern with the NFL Fantasy Football Stardom Sinem Pick'em Show. We do DFS, season-long fantasy, and we keep a winning record against the spread. 11 to noon on Sundays, the armchair quarterbacks have got you covered all football season long. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fantasy Football Manager Guy. Every year you assemble your closest friends to prepare for another season in the knockdown, dragout world of make-believe football. You were born with the one skill every manager needs to play fantasy football. Absolutely no skill playing real football. Mr. Fantasy Football Man. Make sure to join the armchair quarterbacks right here. You want to win your league? Then listen to the armchair quarterbacks. And don't be scared to tap that app. Find the armchair quarterbacks app today. Fantasy football time. It's fantasy football time. We got to start with a group selfie. Um, excuse me. Didn't Ellen do this like three years ago? Hey, does Tay Diggs follow you on Twitter? No, but Kraft Singles does. Talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball, the man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston. Welcome back here to the armchair quarter. Especially with me. Uh, uh, Team right over there. <laughs> We're back here on Armchair Quarterback Radio. Sorry, we got to laugh at uh, the uh, the Kraft Singles comments. Got, got team is pretty tickled, and then me watching him laugh got me laughing. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I know those people. I know the people that would brag about something like that, right? <laughs> oh, I do too. Oh. oh. They have no idea that if you just follow them, you know, their their sponsorship, they're going to follow you back because they want to yeah. be they want to be able to promote stuff at you. But yeah. Um before we get into baseball, the Miami Dolphins have a big game Saturday night. It's going to be on NFL Network. They're at the Oakland uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And 
if Miami wins that, I think they're in pretty good shape to make the playoffs. Because if they get that W right now, looking at the standings, that uh, oh, what is going on here? Okay, um, looking at the standings, the Miami Dolphins. I re- assuming that they beat Oakland. I keep saying Oakland, Vegas. The, their only real obstacle of make of not making the playoffs is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have a very easy schedule the rest of the way. They're at home against the Giants this week. That's not that easy, but considering we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to play quarterback, it's, it's probably going to be a win. And then they finish the season off against the Bengals. And though the Bengals upset the Steelers last night, you can't hang your hat and go, yeah, all right, come on, who day, who day. Let's you you don't you don't want everything riding on that. Right now, Miami has the tiebreaker on Baltimore based on conference wins. And they if they win out, they're gonna they're gonna continue that. They're six and four. If they win out, they will be eight and four. The best Baltimore could be is seven and five. So if they end up tied with Baltimore, which are at right now, they will get in as the last wild card spot. If they lose to Vegas, it gets much muddier because then you're looking at what's Baltimore doing. You're going to need them to lose. Of course, if you lose to Vegas, then you're going to be in a tie with conference because that's a conference game. So then it goes to other tiebreakers. And I don't know who's got that because it's, they don't have that broken down yet. Um, Vegas obviously needs to win and then they have to have Miami and Baltimore lose out and that's their only way into the playoffs. So basically, Miami needs to do what they're supposed to do because you can't, you don't want to be relying, oh, this person needs to lose or anything. Go out, win. Go out and win and then let the cards, you know, chips fall where they may. But you don't want to be, okay, we lost this one, so now this guy has to break a leg and, you know, all the, as you say, it gets really muddy. Nobody wants that. Go out, get it done. What's Oakland's record? The Raiders are seven and seven. Miami's nine and five. So like I said, they have to win out to catch the Dolphins. And then of course they would have the tiebreaker on, right? Because they would have beaten them. Right. If the Raiders lose, they're done. Baltimore is nine and five. Miami's nine and five. So they're in a flat footed tie. But if Miami wins out, they're going to get the tiebreaker against Baltimore. If okay. they lose, I believe the tiebreaker then would turn to Baltimore. But they they'd also have to get Baltimore to lose a game. So I don't really know how that would work. I feel like if they end up in a flat footed tie, because Baltimore's last two, well, no, because if Baltimore were to lose this weekend, that would not be a conference game. So I don't know what the what the next step it, it goes down to. It's it's too confusing. The next step after conference games, we looked this up yesterday. Oh my god, it's uh, it comes down to common opponents' winning percentage. So in other words, however you did against the same teams that you played that Baltimore played, it's your whoever had the better winning percentage in that. I I'd have to sit here, take take my shoes off and get a pencil and everything. So um, I'm married who hates sports, so that can never be explained to me because I, all the math goes to her and she's gonna look at me like I have three heads if I ask her something like that. So let's right. just hope the dog 
then and <laughs> I don't have to, you know, do long division or anything to see who's playing in the next game. I am one of those rare birds that actually is very good at math and loves sports. But when you, not. but when you talk about that stuff, you had, I would actually actually have to break it out. And just going off the top of my head, I think Baltimore would get the the would get the uh, if there's another loss between the two teams and they end up in a tie, I think Baltimore is going to get the nod. So very very big deal for Miami to win this game. It's going to be on the road, and the biggest thing that I see the problem with. I don't think Derek Carr is going to play, but even if he does, or even if he does not play, Mariota actually played really well. They lost to the Chargers last week because their defense couldn't stop anything. So Miami's got to move the ball. Their defense should keep them in the game, but the Raiders played last Thursday night, so they've actually got nine days to prepare for this game. Miami played on Saturday. So it's a short week, excuse me, last Sunday, and they're playing Saturday. So it's a short week and it's a travel. So from the preparation standpoint, the Raiders have the edge. From the sheer fact that I think Miami owns both the offensive and defensive line in this game, I give the Dolphins a slight edge to win this game. But you never know when you give an extra couple of days to an NFL coach what he can draw up and what he can see on film that gets them a little more you know, look what they're doing on on this particular play. This is what we can exploit. People don't really ever take that into consideration, but it, it is a thing. So and for, it gives players that are a little banged up, you know, bruises and stuff like that, gives them a couple extra days to heal up, you know. But then again, they could just maybe the extra time off could hurt them. You never know. I mean – I think it normally is a big advantage when you have extra time off in the NFL because, first of all, this is a job to them. This isn't like Harry High School crap. So, and it's the biggest thing is being able to come up with a better game plan than your opponent. And even all these coaches and all these players, there's very, very little that that separates the good from the bad coaches, the good from the bad players. It's not like when Alabama plays – Louisiana A&M, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Any given Saturday, anyone can win. No, 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 no. Stop it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> so I do think Miami is going to have a, a, slight a slight edge on that. Now, there is a path. They can't win the division, but they could move up in the divisional, in the, in the wild card rankings meaning not having to start as if it stands right now. If the playoffs were to start today, Miami would begin their playoff run on the road in Buffalo in January. And Governor Cuomo of New York has already decided that because he, he wants to go to the game, that he's going to lift this band of, of fans not being able to go to the game, that he's, he's going to go ahead and let them go to the game because evidently he's a Buffalo Bills fan. So he'll probably only have it where like only a thousand people can get in, but I guarantee you I'm going to have 70 of them. Right. But yeah, there's going to be 999 tickets sold. Cause I got one. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that's not what you want right now. You don't want to go to Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to go to Buffalo. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, 
there's no comma. That's a period right there at the end of that statement. <laughs> that's an ex- I, that's an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Buffalo. I can tell you, you can have it. <laughs> you could absolutely have it. It was like July and snowing there. But no, no. Who lived? It's the dark side of the moon over here. I've been through Buffalo. Never spent any time. But I remember we're going through. I was like, well, this is like a colder version of Pittsburgh. It's just drab, and there's nothing to do here. Yeah, it looks um, like Beirut or something. It, yeah. <laughs> but they got a football team. And if they do allow fans, we all know Bills Mafia is huge, man. They're gonna go. They're gonna go yeah. nuts. Oh, they love Bills, man. You can't say anything against their uh, fan base. They, if they're gonna allow twenty thousand people in the stands. There will be 25,000 people online to get those tickets. Yeah. So there's whatever fans they do let in, they're going to be rowdy and loud. So you don't want that. The other option would be possibly going to Pittsburgh if you can move up um, to like the sixth seed or whatnot. And that's not a terrible matchup. Miami actually play. I think Miami matches up well against Pittsburgh, who's been struggling. So that's where I think you want. Which your best route to get in there would be to get the Colts to lose this weekend to Pittsburgh. If they lose this weekend to Pittsburgh, the Colts would slide down to the seven seed, Miami up to the six seed, and you would be slated to play Pittsburgh in the first round. It's cold in Pittsburgh too, though. And it Miami does, but well. I don't want to play Buffalo. I'm. I, I know you're. You know you've been kind of out of it this year, uh, for for obvious reasons. So you've only caught a little football. Buffalo is really good this year, and Pittsburgh has been playing like junk. I mean, they lost to the Bengals yesterday, and no offense to Bengals players, Bengals coaches, and Bengals fans. But you suck, okay? You suck. You suck in the biggest way. And so <laughs> I'm mainly doing this because we have a diehard Bengal fan that watches the show. I'm hoping he's listening right now. Now, but the, even the Bengals at the beginning of the year who were playing decent football, that's not the team Pittsburgh lost to last night. Their quarterback got his freaking his chicken bone freaking busted off his off his freaking knee. What is it, four or five weeks ago? This Finley character. Has bounced around. He is not an NFL starting quarterback. That's why they they won, but they threw like eighty yards because it was just. I mean, come on, you lost to the. So you want the Steelers? You don't want the Buffalo. I'm telling you, there's much better chance of beating old man Roethlisberger. I almost called him Rapelisberger, but I, I wouldn't say that because you know, in, you know that that would be offensive to. Uh, Roethlisberger, who got off on two counts. Um, but you want to go up against him. You don't want to go up against Josh Allen, man. That cat could scoot. He's got a can for an arm, and that defense is playing better. And we just saw head-to-head Buffalo pounded Pittsburgh last Sunday night. So that's if I'm a Dolphins fan, I know that I need to win out, and I'm pulling heavily for Pittsburgh to beat the Colts this weekend because it gives me a chance to slide up into the uh, sixth seed. I don't think there's a way to get to the five seed. So if you can get to the sixth seed, the biggest thing is you escape a trip to Buffalo. Which is a not a small step. If you can sidestep that landmine, because if Buffalo's deep, they're going to play better than the Dolphins are in that weather. And they're focused right now. They know that they can get the number two seed. I don't see Buffalo just laying an egg 
these next two weeks. They're a young team. You can see an older team going, whatever, dude. I'm not going to get go out there and get injured in week 17 worrying about where we are seated. A young team is going to be motivated. They hungry, yeah. Yeah. They still have an outside chance of getting home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but Kansas City would have to lose the last two games. And, I mean, come on. You know, that's going to happen. Yeah, I haven't seen one Kansas City game this year, but every headline I've seen about Kansas City is, holy crap, <laughs> these guys are good. Well, yeah, and that's pretty – oh, never mind. They uh, Kansas City has clinched because uh, I, I I thought that for a second. Uh, they beat Buffalo in, in week eight, so it's a wrap. So they could end up tied. It's not going to matter. It's just not on, on the – on the on the ESPN standings thing I'm looking at, but they could end up tied, and there's no way that uh, it's going to matter because Kansas City beat them head to head. So there you have that. There might be some goofy outside way that if they were to lose out, Kansas, Buffalo and Pittsburgh were to win out, there might be some kind of tiebreaker that would put uh, Buffalo or Pittsburgh as the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But that ain't happening, my friend. Pittsburgh just lost three in a row. One of them is to the freaking – they lost to the Washington football team and the Bengals in that, okay? And I wouldn't say boo about that if this was 1987 because you'd be like, dude, I'm telling you right now, man, John Riggins, that's pretty good running back, man. Boomer Siasen, a kick can sling it. Yeah. <laughs> in 2020, <laughs> you're like, Ryan Finley, are you kidding me? And – Washington's got a quarterback whose leg was barely hanging on. He, he almost, I don't know if you saw that, Tavis, but he almost lost his life in surgery. And he's out there playing again. This is, he, he was injured two years ago, Alex Smith. And long story short, I'll, I'll catch you up to date on that on a different show because we got to get into baseball. But anyways, he risked his life to have surgery on his leg because he wanted to play so badly. And it's, it's a really cool uh, 30 for 30 or one of those things on ESPN that they made about it. But what him and his wife went through deciding whether it was worth it and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, well, I am on your, uh, on, on your, uh, plan. If you die, right. I mean, your will, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> We've got so he was actually talking about risking his life that had some merit. Yes. Unlike, okay. He literally was like, cause there was some complication that, uh, with the way the surgery went, I've never heard of this, but it had it gone wrong and it, and it took, you know, an elite surgeon to make sure that it did not, had it gone wrong, he could have lost his life and he's at it and, and, and he'd been in the NFL for years. So he's made money, right? He was like, I want to play again. That's who beat the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple weeks ago. A, t- a guy who's like, literally beating them on one leg. Like Tiny Tim's out there freaking ro- hopping around on a crutch, chucking balls and going, ah, touchdown. Skinny, skinny. Have some more. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers, is sitting there going, we've got to stay focused. We're going, we're, this is not time to panic. No, it's time to panic when Tiny Tim's beating you and, and, then, you get, and then you lose a freaking Bengals. It's, I think it's panic time, my man. Uh, let's switch your gears over to baseball. So first thing I want to get out there is that the rumor mill is hitting pretty hard that the Mets and Blue Jays have become the only two teams who have serious offers in on George Springer. And when Springer or Bauer signs, that is going to start the avalanche of the free agency. Problem is with 2020 and people being close to the purse strings 
not knowing what they're willing to spend. I don't know if that's going to be an announcement we're going to hear before the new year. This might be mid-January, like it was a few years ago, when there were several big-name free agents that didn't start getting... I mean, we didn't get one till like late January, and that was the same year that J.D. Martinez finally signed in March. But the, but if you remember, there were a bunch that were sitting out there till late January. So you're talking about so, some of these free agents. I mean, my God, if they wait till mid-January, you're talking about just a couple of weeks before, before pitchers and catchers report, right? So that's one of the big hot buttons. Bauer, they're saying it's down to the Dodgers, Mets, Giants, and Angels. The one that shocks me the most on that list is the Giants. Um, the Giants have money, but they have a team that is very young and, and a couple of years away. Right. But they, I will say this, they played pretty good baseball last year. They almost made the playoffs. That would be a big get for them. If they could put him as their ace, that would be a big get. Bauer's a pretty sharp cat. I think he's going to end up in New York, and the reason why I say that is Dodgers, Angels, and Giants all have one thing in common. The state tax in California. Mm -hmm. New York does have one, too, that's pretty high, but it's not as big. I mean, California's astronomical, and that's why I think he's going to end up. I, I, it would not shock me if the Mets get both George Springer and Trevor Bauer. Because I, th I do think they're going to end up with two big names this offseason. And I do believe uh, that Springer is definitely going to be one of them. I don't think Springer wants to go to Never Never Land in Toronto just because he can make a few extra million bucks. Sorry, Toronto fans, but, you know, it's the truth. Um, yeah. Um, the two things I heard out of baseball, well, from Boston this week, because I follow them, like, every day. Um, I'm never on Twitter unless I'm looking at boobs, something, you know, and, uh, <laughs> boobs. <laughs> and, boobs. um, but, uh, they're saying, you know, yes, we, you know, he's like bloom is saying, well, people are saying we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. He's like, that's not the case. We're going to get very, very active, but after the new year. He's like, so I think many that's how most teams are. There's only been a yeah. couple of moves, and this has become uh, Anthopolis's M.O. in Atlanta. He jumps and grabs it in the pot early. And I think his belief is you can get veterans to agree early so because they're just like, man, I don't want to go through this free agent junk all freaking winter. Right. And so that's why they were able to go out and get Morton very, very early. Now the smiley thing, I still don't know. I, I still don't know where that's going. I really feel like that's going to be a guy that by June we're going. What was the name of that dude we signed eleven million dollars to? What the hell was his name? And then the answer is going to be, dude, he's back there washing dishes. Just go ask him. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what it, the Red Sox were asking that question. Right. Oh, Sandoval. Yeah. You do know Pablo uh, Sandoval was in Atlanta Brave this year at the end of the season, right? He was that, on the I, playoff I, roster. That's good for you guys. Yeah. Uh, the second big thing is that now people are starting to whisper, and that's all it is, uh, because Dustin Pedroia, I love him. He's my size, you know, and was great. He's done. He's yeah. He's done. Team is like 60. 
Well, his body is, honestly. You know, his knee, they just can't, he just can't do it anymore. That was a reference to your... Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, I, I got it. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> you like, saw who I married, though, she's right? like so, 60. <laughs> that's just the meth, buddy. <laughs> oh, well then, oh, well, then it's fine. <laughs> then I'll totally sign off. If it's just meth, okay, then I'll just sign meth. off on this. Uh, um, well, that's what the judge told her anyway. Anyway, uh, I don't think there's any way that LeMahieu doesn't sign with the Yankees. Do you? I, they're, that's what I was saying. LeMahieu, they're quibbling over over one year. Right now, with the, from my understanding, the Yankees want to give him about four years around $100 million. He wants five years around 125 I think the Yankees re-sign him. Yeah, I think so too, but that's the whisper that you know they could put DJ – on second base, we can say our goodbyes. I've got an answer to that. I've got an answer to that. Are you ready? Yeah. So this is a pretty hot rumor. They think is very good possibility. Ha Sung Kim. Have you heard of him? Is that the pitcher from... Uh... No. No, he is a shortstop, second base, third base type, right? He's utility and filler, kind of like a Michael Chavis type, right? And he has hit the free agency, what do they call it, the posting option in Major League Baseball, 25 years old, and he is the only one that they say, or that, or that I'm hearing through, through, through my Red Sox pipeline, that the Red Sox are willing to pay multiple years on a second baseman, right? Because what they're doing is they're trying to hold the fort for Jeter Downs when Jeter Downs comes available. Of course, Jeter Downs uh, was named after Derek Jeter, but no relations. Uh, Jeter Downs is the hot prospect in the Boston Red Sox organization that they think is one, maybe two years away. What's the name of the pup you just had there? That's Daisy. I didn't name her. (laughs) Just a coincidence. (laughs) <laughs> just a coincidence wow. I swear. <laughs> you're part of the package of my marriage like i got two kids uh a smoking hot wife and a dog named after my ex-girlfriend <laughs> i was about to say wasn't that the name of the meth addict <laughs> daisy it was yeah uh, she, she smells like her too it's weird so, it's so very she's weird. Uh, been reincarnated okay i i, I, I doubt it because days that dog would never have a butt wide enough to support that <laughs> um, but Hassan Kim. Now, granted, this is in the KBO. This isn't in Major League Baseball, but this is an interesting. If this happens, this is an interesting one. Evidently, he's only twenty five years old. I don't know how that's possible because I looked at his stat line. I'm like, he's been playing for like seventeen years. How's he only twenty five? But you know, that's the way they do it over in Korea. Uh, sure. The last, I pulled the last three years because I figure you don't go all the way back to the beginning because they're still learning the game. He averaged a hitting of about 300, 24 home runs, and 95 RBI. That's in 135 game. Now, I, I want to say that they play 140 to 145. They don't play the 162. So you could probably throw a couple of 15 more games that he would probably play. They don't they don't rest people over there like they do here because they don't play every single day like we do here. Right. 
But he'll probably play, we'll say 150 games. You might be able to get him around 25-ish home runs, around 100 RBI, and then once again around 300. The now the best. Well, here's my. Is it usually when you deal with that side of the planet, you have to put up like so many million dollars just to negotiate? Yeah, and I believe his is not as bad as most. I I want to say that what I read was it's as opposed to a lot. as opposed to a lot of them that want like twenty-five to fifty million to negotiate, I think he is only like around the ten to fifteen million dollar range. And then he takes that into consideration when he signs like a three-year deal. He goes, "Okay, that's fine. Just get me the hell out of here, and then and then I'll hit free agency in three years, and that's where I'll make my real money, right?" Yeah. So when you pay, it's been famously done. Uh, the, the ones I always stick out to me is when the Yankees brought in Hideki Arabu and whatnot. And you see, or Hideo Nomo for the for the uh, Dodgers. Dodgers. So when you see like a five year, fifty million dollar deal, the players really only getting about half of that. But that's why he can be had for like a three year deal, not a five year deal, because the posting amount isn't quite as much. And I think you might be able to get him for possibly three years. I don't know, $35, $40 million. The question is, do they believe his numbers will translate into the into the Major League Baseball? Some of them have. Some would famously have not. Now, you've yeah. had some really good players to, to come from overseas. Obviously, Ichiro is oh. the first one that comes yeah. to mind. But I'm even talking about guys like, you know, uh, uh, Sin Chu from the Rangers. He's, a, he's had a hell of a career. Yeah, he has. So that is an option, and that's the biggest rumor that I'm hearing. You put him in at second. You've already got Renfro, Benintendi, and Verdugo in your outfield. They could bring back JBJ, and then that would just rotate one of those guys in as a DH every day, right? Because you'd want you most of the time you want JBJ in the center. Well, they don't have to give Martinez a day off too. You know, even though he's just DHing. So I know you were probably. Uh, not being able to see every little thing, but what was your first feeling about Verdugo this year? I think he fits very well in Boston um, because his style of play, he's kind of a, what I call a lunchbox. You know, he, he loves the game. He loves playing. He reminds me a lot of Pedroia when Pedroia first came up. I mean, he sacrifices his body. He goes all out. He always runs out. Even you know runs every play. I like him. I was I was, and he's got a bat. You know, um, I think the kid's going to be really good. In fact, I have a decision I, to make, and I might be keeping him in my uh, dynasty league. Now, this is a huge dynasty league, right? I'm thinking about keeping him because of his upside, and you know, with him and Ben Attendee, I think that outfield's set for a hot minute. Um, obviously yeah. Renfro is a stopgap. Renfro is applying for the job long-term, mm-hmm. right? They believe his swing's going to work well with the monster. If that is the case, that is your outfield for the foreseeable future. Cause if, if they like what they see, they, who knows by June, they, they might re up and sign him to a three, four year deal. Right. And then JBJ, 
I don't think I would sign him to more than three years because at his age, I don't know if I want him roaming the outfield in a five to seven year deal, right? But no. he's thirty one. So by the end of his contract, he'd be thirty five ish almost. Um, I would give him a three year deal, but he's got to understand that he, he's got to understand I'm paying him for his defense, not his offense. And so he, 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 I'm talking JBJ. I'm paying him for his defense. Oh, I thought you said uh, JD. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. no, 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 JBJ. I'm paying him for his defense, not his offense. Correct. And Correct. so he's got to be reasonable with what I'll sign him for. Yeah. If if yeah. you want All a four year deal, you better come under under quite a bit. I better be averaging around fifteen for you a year, not twenty to twenty five. Because when I hit that final year of the deal. You're going to be a defensive liability and center. I might have to move you to left. And then what kind of offensive production am I getting from you? It's not going to improve now. You know, right. I mean, we've seen what he can do offensively. I don't think he's, I mean, he's streaky. And when he's on, he's great. But when he's not, I mean, he couldn't hit a beach ball with a tennis racket. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, J.D. Martinez did not opt out, right? No, no, he's staying. Oh, okay. He's in okay, that's what I thought. I, the, the way you just worded that, I thought I missed something. Yeah. So he he knew not to opt out because he had a terrible season last year. You don't opt out when you. Yeah, yeah. he didn't do well. And no, no, I'm see uh, what... you know what? He likes it in Boston. We like him. I think it's a pretty good marriage, you know. Um, well, plus, if he's ever going to get one last payday, he's going to do it in, from his stats in Boston. And not go out there and try to take a risk, go somewhere, you end up in Kansas City or something where the ball doesn't fly out. No one's got your eyes on you. Like, all right, what? Oh, yeah, JD Martinez, he's still in the league. So, no, you you, you want to be in Boston you, because, yeah, and because he can say, and I he can hang his hat on, I had these stats in the AL least, you know, that's Yankees 19 times a year, that's Rays pitching 19 times a year, things well, like plus, that. You're you're playing in a very hitter friendly park for right handed power bat. You are. So you, are. you have a better chance of having much better stats down the road. Pepper the wall. Right. You know, best friend out there. It really is. You know, for instance, if you a lot of those balls you hit out there in Kansas City are are, are just gonna get you know, they they might get a little bit of the spray from from, from the fountain out there, but they're not going yeah. over the wall. So No, that's can of corn. A lot of those off the end of the bats that he hit is a can of corn in any other stadium in right. baseball. But at Fenway, it's a double. Because all you got to do, do is get about this high, this much higher off of anyone who's jumping out there. It's a double. It's a double. It, yeah. Yeah. No oh. matter how old you are, Poppy used to get doubles. Poppy. I mean, he was on a motorized car. Well, those were ground rule. If he, if he hit the monster, sometimes he got gunned down at first. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He had John Farrell running along the side, pulling him. And then <laughs> Before you walk off, what was your reaction with Poppy getting shot? Why would you sh shoot A-Rod? Don't shoot Poppy. <laughs> That's not, the ex it's not what I was expecting, but okay. <laughs> well, turned here's, here's my thing. When they tried to come out and say it was an accident... <laughs> They they didn't they didn't know they were shooting Poppy. I'm like, no, Poppy. What did you do? Because no one is mistaking you for anyone else, else especially in that part of the world 
where he is a god. Yeah, yeah. He's he, not accidentally he, getting shot down down in the Dominican. He's not accidentally getting shot in Boston. Okay. No. You did he something. He had open door policy to the president of the Dominican Republic. Right. People knew copy. What turned out turned out to be was that there was certain people in the underground that wanted to make a financial deal with him to go into business with him. He turned them down. They got upset. They put this hitman. They paid him seventeen hundred dollars American to take a shot at Poppy. Now, it, the club was loaded with people. So when they saw him shoot Poppy, what do you think that crowd did to him? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you better put that turn use that bullet for yourself. Unbelievable. All I know is that guy didn't Not value him, that guy didn't value himself very much. You no. Gonna, you're gonna no. risk all that for seventeen hundred bones? Bruh. Should have shot A Rod. Bruh. Yeah. Yeah. See, Poppy, he was risking his life, man. <laughs> <laughs> At a bar. Risking. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> what is your walk off for the day, sir? I know you gotta run. All right. I want to say uh, Merry Christmas and get home safe to all the guys still over there. Union 3, Iraq, and uh, off in Syria. God bless you guys. Keep your head up. Keep your head on a swivel. Get home safe, guys. All right, brother. We will see you Christmas Eve uh, tomorrow. I'm uh, oh, sorry, Christmas Eve Thursday. And we're going to do. We're going to have some fun on uh, Christmas Eve. We're going to do the end of the year stuff, and you know, giving out coal and giving out gifts and all that kind of stuff. And I've got a surprise for all of y'all. Um, but you just have to wait and see. Something's going to pop up, and you'll uh, you'll uh, get what I'm when I'm uh, pitching. But there's something that's on the way that will be on the way to everybody involved in the show. And I think you're going to get a good If one. it is a month-by-month month photos calendar of you, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a pretty funny thing. Uh, so um, I think it's pretty cool. And I can't take any of the crows, my wife's idea. So you know how creative she can be. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's a pretty cool. So we will unveil that on actually a couple of the listeners are going to get it too, but um, we'll unveil, unveil that on a Thursday. So uh, right great job, sir. Thank you for your service and uh, try not to hurt that other hip. Yeah. I'll I, do my best. I knew you and Daisy were meant to be. Okay. We're going to be back in a flash here on the armchair quarterbacks <laughs> as we are going to wind down another show. We're going to tell you what is watching. And remember the NBA starts today. Are you watching it or do you not give a, a give? Oh, well, you know what? I'll clean that up. Do you care or do you not care? We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in here to CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good morning. And this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. The NBA begins their 2020-2021 season tonight. There's a doubleheader. The Golden State Warriors will be at the Brooklyn Nets. And at 10 o'clock Eastern, it's a battle for Los Angeles as the Clippers take on the Lakers. Both games are on TNT. Those are the only two games, but a full slate is on the way for Wednesday. In college football, there is a doubleheader as well. 3.30 Eastern on ESPN. Tulane, 6-5 on the season, takes on the 6-2 Nevada Wolfpack. And Central Florida, 6-3, and 
is on ESPN at number 16 BYU at the Boca Raton Bowl. In the National Football League, we get set for week 16, which begins Christmas Day at 4.30 Eastern. Minnesota is a seven-point dog at the Saints. The rest of the early lines look like this. Saturday, there's a triple header. Tampa, minus nine and a half at Detroit. San Francisco, plus three and a half at Arizona. The Miami Dolphins, two and a half point favorites at the Las Vegas Raiders. On Sunday, one o'clock Eastern, Cleveland Browns, 10 point favorites at the Jets. The Bears, minus seven and a half at the Jags. Atlanta, plus 10 and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. Denver is getting three on the road in LA as the Chargers try to end the season with a bang. The Rams are at the Seahawks. Seattle is a two-point favorite. And the Cowboys and Eagles square off in an NFC battle. Dallas plus one and a half at home. The Sunday night game, the big one. The Tennessee Titans are plus three and a half at the Green Bay Packers. The over-under right now sits at 55 and a half. And that's your armchair quarterback's wake-up show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is. Learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial, but realize halfway, contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks, while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. The Armchair Quarterback's Wake Up Show. The rock and roll of Sports Talk Radio. So turn that auto-tune and mumble crap off from the other guys. Well, all dads dress in the style of the last good year of their lives, right? (laughs) That's how they dress. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. As we are rolling along here on a Tuesday morning, it's NBA opening night. Um, kind of skipped over that today because there's so much going on in the world of football and, of course, baseball season right around the corner. And I, I do wonder how many of y'all are going to be invested in the NBA season. Remember, they had a terrible, terrible 2020 season the end of it they they ran off a lot of listeners a lot of uh viewers i saw the numbers on national radio shows that concentrated more majority on the national basketball association and they tanked so it's one of the reasons why we steered clear of the conversation in at the end of the uh, 2020 season I mean, yeah, we piled on and talked about how bad of a look it was for the NBA with all the things that they did. 
but we didn't we didn't break down games. We didn't break down matchups, playoff matchups like we have done in the past in the NBA. Going to try to start with the new slate this year and see if there is interest. But I wonder because the the interest of the NBA waned as it wasn't just the social justice warrior stuff. It was the antics that LeBron James was behind. And I think a lot of people got burned out on that. Speaking of that tonight, what are we watching? Well, it is opening night of the of the NBA. You've got two games on. You'll, you just have the two. There's going to be a full slate tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, pretty much any team that didn't play tonight is playing tomorrow. But there's only four teams playing two games. The first one is the Brooklyn Nets. They are going to host the Warriors. That's an intriguing game to me. What does KD look like? We have not seen him in two seasons. Was the last time we saw KD, he, he was in getting injured in the 2019 MLB playoff uh, finals. Excuse me, finals. They probably win without him. I mean, uh, with him. He comes back for the first time. And we're, we're, it's been well, 18, 19, 20 months, 19 months. And then also the Warriors, they come back in the season once again without Clay Thompson. But what you do have, as opposed to what you don't have, is that you're going to have Stephon Curry. Draymond Green is a game-time decision, so we don't know if we're going to get him or not. Same thing with James Wiseman, but it is believed that Wiseman will play. So if Wiseman plays, we're going to be talking about essentially seeing who I think should have been the number one pick overall, but how does he fit into the Golden State offense? They haven't really had a big man this entire run. You can't count Kevin Durant as a big man because he doesn't play like a big man. He's just a very tall shooting guard is what he is. Or possibly small forward. But he does not play traditional big man basketball. Wiseman is supposed to be more traditional. Obviously, he's got a few years away before he can put on the bulk and whatnot. But will this end up giving a rebirth to the Golden State Warriors long term? I think it possibly could. And when they get... Clay Thompson back next season, unfortunately, you're going to have a pretty potent team. You're going to have a team that was once one of the best in all of basketball. I think they'll be back to that form. I think this year they could be a fly in the ointment, so to speak. They could be a team that makes a run at the playoffs. They're going to be hard-pressed to get in, but if they can get in, they'll have a real shot of – upsetting some teams, maybe even getting to the, I've got, I've actually picked them to get to the semis, the, the conference semis. But that is the big game tonight to me because you got Clippers, Lakers. The newness is worn off of that, right? It's also not starting till 10 o'clock tonight. Who the hell's staying up for that, right? 
No one on the East Coast is staying. No one on in, in, the, in the Central Time Zone is staying. Only one staying up that late to watch a regular season basketball game are people out on the left coast. So once again, they have dropped the ball. And they do not understand their fan base. And they are out there. They should have had the Nets game start at 630 and have that game start at 9. Lakers Clippers. But not only is is are they not starting the the Nets until seven, then they're giving it a full three hours before the next game starts. So I don't get get that. But the commissioner's office, who is obviously has some handling in their in their uh, PR and promo department, they have dropped the ball. So we'll see what happens. But I would say the ratings will be terrible. You might get decent ratings for that first game. But I'll tell you what's not helping it. We've got college football doubleheader today. Nevada-Tulane is a 3-30 game. Not a whole lot of interest there, right? But UCF and BYU is the 7 o'clock game tonight. And though I'm going to try to keep a little bit of an eye on the NBA game, man, that's what I'm locked into. BYU, Central Florida, a real matchup for BYU. Central Florida is not what they have been in years past, but they're still a, a respected program. I, I'm, I'm excited for that game. But as far as the NBA goes in general, I'll be interested to see how everyone welcomes them back, so to speak. Is it with open arms? Is it with a little bit of a, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll be interested to see. I'm going to try to keep an open mind with this. But if they do things like purposely, shaming the flag purposely going out there and not giving the respect that is due to our police officers. That's going to be the interesting thing. And we're going to find out if LeBron James will now shut up and dribble because he can sit there and say, you, you can't tell me what to do, da, 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 but it's going to affect your bottom line. Now LeBron's made bukus of money, never has to worry about another dime the rest of his life. But does he care about his, not just his teammates, but the brotherhood that is in the NBA, right? There's not that many play guys that play basketball for a living. Does he care enough about those guys to say, look, we got to put business first. And aside from my ambitions outside of the game, am I going to go out there, put my nose down, play the game, talk about the game, and not other things. And that's and that's where the fans are going to be looking at. There are some fans that don't give a crap about this, right? But there are an awful lot that do. And even ones that are considered far left on the political landscape of fans, they don't want to hear it either. You know why? It's the same reason why a far right fan of a far right basketball fan or a far right football fan. 
They don't want to hear. I'll just grab a person's name. Um, they don't care if Patrick Mahomes was a Trump fan and voted for 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 MAGA. I don't know that he did. I'm just putting that out there. They don't care. You know why? They they came there to watch the game. If they want to get their political analysis, they'll they'll go elsewhere. And that's really all we're saying. I'm excited for this season. Another thing that I'm excited about is I want to see what a full season of Zion can look like. People keep doubting that he can play long term. They think he's too heavy. He's a young kid. I would be shocked if he has this short career like everyone thinks. Charles Barkley was the same build and played a hell of a long career. He just has to be, he has to take it serious and say, look, I've got to stay in shape for my entire career to extend my career as long as I can and make as most money as I can and win as much as I can because I want, I want a great legacy. Tomorrow night, by the way, we'll probably get more into this tomorrow, but a couple of interesting matchups. In Florida, you got the Heat and the Magic. Remember, 4,000 people will be allowed in that stadium. So that's that's a fun one. Uh, Bucks and Celtics will actually be on TNT tomorrow night. I did not know that. I thought the only one that I keep seeing advertised is the ESPN uh, Mavericks versus Suns, which is the late game at, at 1030. But as far as locally, what you have is you've got Spurs, Grizzlies, Other teams of interest in our listening uh, audience, the Knicks, they're going to play at home. Oh, no, they're on the road against the Pacers, so that should be a fun one. Wizards and uh, 76ers, you get to see what Westbrook looks like against the new-look Sixers. For you Bulls fans that are still around that didn't just totally drop them because Michael Jordan quit playing 20 years ago. The Bulls are at home against the Hawks. And a true game of interest. Again, I don't know, this ought to probably be the game, but ESPN picks what they pick. The Jazz are playing the Trailblazers. Now, I find this interesting, too. That is a, I just realized this, 1030 so remember last year they were, oh, we're going to play earlier and, gurt, gurt, gurt and get the fans in. Now they're pushing this thing back. So the opening night, they got 10 o'clock. Tomorrow night, ESPN's game is 10.30. 10.30. That game will not will not finish until, what, 1, 1.30 in the morning? Who is going to watch that? Even a Dallas fan, the game's in Dallas. Right? No, it's, it's in Phoenix. But even a Dallas fan, that's too late for them. That's 9.30 local time. I think the Suns would be in Mountain, so they would be uh, 8.30. Okay, that's not terrible. It's still they still got to pu- push it up a little bit. But my God, get your head out of your ass. Do you think people are just staying up late? Because of the pandemic? This is why your ratings suck. But we'll see what happens. 
There are some good games. There's some good storylines. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. It is time to turn back time. Tomorrow, we got a full slate. We've got a Sean will be here. We're going to get into the NBA. Um, Justin will be here, obviously. We're, uh, I don't believe Justin's going to be here on Thursday. We've got a slew of people that are going to be here on Thursday because of not having a Friday show, so we'll have a lot of fun. And y'all definitely want to see what we have, we're going to unveil on uh, Thursday. Uh, pretty happy with that that my wife designed. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, turn back time, and then we'll get out of here. Another great episode of the uh, Armchair Quarterbacks here on CBS Sports Radio. Remember, you can always tap that app. Tap the Armchair Quarterbacks app. You can listen to us every single episode for free. Take us wherever you go. All you got to do is tap it and it comes in crystal clear. Turn back time. If I could turn back time. If I could find a way. On this date in 1996. St. Louis Blues right wing Brett Holt scores his 26th career hat trick to reach over 500 career goals in a 7-4 win over the Kings with Bobby Hull becomes the first father-son combo to reach 500 goals. The reason why I picked put this out was the other day I was hearing a, an interesting argument of what was the best father-son combo in the history of sports. And most people's first thought is Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. As good as Griffey Sr. was, Hull is an all-time legend. And Bobby. And Brett Hull is an all-time legend as well. I think it's got to be the Hulls. Griffey's are probably my number two. But I think it's got to be the Hulls. If you're talking about coaching, I'm gonna, I'm always going to say the Bowdens. Because you combine Bobby Bowden with any other, with any other Bowdens win-loss win record, they're instantly the best ever. But... We are surprised, are we not, that Tommy Bowden did not have a longer, more illustrious career. I thought he really started the beginning of, of what Clemson football was, but, man, Dabo took it to a different level. I'm really surprised Tommy never popped back up on the big-time scene, and Terry, for that matter. I know they've done some other things outside of that, and I get it, but I thought Terry Bowden, when he was at Auburn and rattling off those undefe the, the undefeated season and upsetting Florida several times and had a good program there at Auburn. I thought Auburn fired him way too quickly. Fired him way too quickly. They fired him at the drop of a hat, but they made sure to hold on to Gus Malzahn for over a decade. Okay. Birthdays. It's your birthday today. What does that mean? Happy 76th birthday, Mr. Steve Carlton. He's from Miami, Florida, which I did not know that. I did not know he's from South Florida. Cy Young winners, 
1972, 1977, 1980, and 1982. Old Lefty, as they called him. Happy birthday. Also, 72nd birthday. Man, this is really starting to make me feel old. Because these are the guys that I first grew up watching. Steve Garvey. L.A. Dodgers and the Padres. I remember more for the Padres because when I was coming up watching baseball, I was really locked in as a kid watching baseball by the 84 season when the Padres went to the World Series. I uh, was never a fan of his because I never liked the team that he played for. But Steve Garvey was a hell of a, hell of a player for not just the Padres, but he's with those Dodgers teams that – Went up against the Yankees in the late 70s and very early 80s. So there you have that. Happy birthday to them. And I'll throw you one more because if we're talking baseball and we're talking about my childhood, by God, Lonnie Smith. Lonnie Smith. Uh, he played for the Cardinals as well, but I'll always remember him more for the Braves because he was on that Braves team uh, towards the end of his career that... Um, Made it to the uh, World Series against the Twins. Lonnie Smith is sixty fifth birthday. That's just it. Just a dumbfounds me. Some of these guys, I see, I see their names, and I'm like, man, they're they're etched in stone in my head at a certain age because I haven't seen them since because they don't they don't stay in the spotlight, right? They just go off and do their their own thing with their own lives, and. Um, Wow. It's, it's hard to believe he's 65 years old. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take off here tomorrow. Uh, we got Sean here. We got Justin here. We're going to do some Christmas stuff. We have a lot of fun here the next couple of days. We're going to keep it a little more lighthearted and uh, be looking at a lot of things going on in the world of sports. Because you got a big, you know how big this football weekend is? For people who have missed it, we are going to have the NFL playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I don't remember the last time that they played four consecutive days like that. So that should be a lot of fun. There's a triple header on Saturday. You've got this, the one game on Christmas. Then, of course, you got your normal slate on Sunday. And then, of course, the Monday night football game. So uh, week 16, we're going to do some do's and don'ts. Some I'm, We're going to do some hates and likes on... Who are we liking to put in for this weekend in your lineup? And who do we just hate? Say, man, I know he's a good player, but this matchup is terrible. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some DFS, have some DFS fun. And uh, like I said, Christmas is upon us, so we're going to give out some uh, some coal in people's stocking and some gifts under the tree. We'll be, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs>
Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterbacks Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterbacks app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterbacks app. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. I kind of like that. I want to tap that. You can bet I'm going to get you. you haven't downloaded it yet, your armchair quarterback's app is the best app you can tap today. Google Android, Apple iPhone. That's right, download it, tap that app today. You can take the armchair quarterback's app anywhere. Free to download, free to use, and important to have. Download it today. Tap that armchair quarterback's app. The best in Southeast sports talk. Listen live or catch the replay. I kind of like that. I want to tap that. You can bet I'm going to get